Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at MyTalk1071.com. Keyword Will. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra with host, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us with this edition of the Financial Health and Wealth Show. My good friend from ClearStep Financial, I am Miss Shannon, and excited to go through the conversation today because I was admitting to my friend Cassandra over here from ClearStep Financial that this is one of those uh, blind spots mm. that I left in my financial uh, literacy journey as a Gen Xer mm-hmm. because it's just kind of a conversation because we're going to be talking about Social Security today. It's kind of on a conversation. I think that all of uh, uh, us right in the middle of Gen X people have just been kind of like it's been so much of this moving target and it maybe might not be there. Don't Mm -hmm. Don't even count on it conversation since Mm -hmm. I can remember being in control of my money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm like, oh, this is really good. I should be paying attention more because look, it's still here. Um, (laughs) Look at that. Right. (laughs) Looking on the positive side. Yeah, Looking on the positive side. (laughs) So uh, we are throughout the day going to encourage you to be part of the show. You're going to be able to call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And I also want to remind people, Securities and Advisory Service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And also, this is a good time of the year to not only talk about this, but just really just kind of get the next the next step of your financial literacy in order. Like, mm-hmm. we're, you know, things are really co- cooling off. It definitely feels like fall. You might as well just put some things into place as we move into mm-hmm. hibernation, right? Oh, well, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Hibernation is, yeah, I feel, that, that it's feels inevitable. like it's inevitable. Yeah, I <laughs> yes. know it does. Uh, but it is a good time of year, and mm-hmm. this is usually this is there's a tick up of uh, of of activity mm-hmm. and appointments and things during this time of year. Um, it's a fun time. Yes. We enjoy the buzz and talking to people and going through their information and helping to give those recommendations, organize things, and so forth. I was on a call yesterday morning because um, I, I have different times throughout the week, and then I'll do some Saturday morning times because that sometimes works well for people. Yes. So, so I was talking to a lady and she was actually in Alaska. So we had this time difference. Um, mm-hmm. But we work with people all across the United States. And so, it, you know, people and I know people have called in before, too, and they'll say, oh, we, we listen to the podcast and we're from California or we're from here. So that's fun. So we'd love right. to hear from people wherever you might find yourself. Um, but but there's just there's a lot of people looking for that guidance. Right. And she was a high income earner, single and had never really worked with an advisor before and just wanted some of that help and to get on the right path. And she has some great goals of wanting to retire early. And so it's just talking to people where they're at. Yes. And then saying, OK, this is how you can get to where you're trying to get to. And I love having conversation with you because sometimes it's it gives you that end cap of oh like when i don't even know how to articulate what it is that right. i'm getting to i just know the general feel or the overall i want to be able to do these kinds of things and right. then you can go oh well what you mean is this right. and then this might be able the way to facilitate that journey yes. and that's what you do with a lot of your partners when you're when you're working with them right mm-hmm. and and she's a very well educated woman and she said she said to me she said i just feel so 
stupid right now or dumb. She's like, <laughs> dumb. I don't dumb. even know. I don't even know what to ask or, yes. or is this a silly question? And I think a lot of us feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. When it's not our field. Right. And so, but I think most of us too would also tell someone asking us questions in our field. That's not a silly question, right? We wouldn't expect you to know that. Exactly. So, so we do, we appreciate any and all questions people have and especially, you know, and especially, when it comes to your personal finances, you want to have those questions answered. Right, right. And there's no point in, especially if you're in the the point, as you said, with the, the person you spoke with, where you're going, I feel dumb. Sometimes you can get so flooded with additional information that you're going, this is making it worse, not better. Right. So it's nice to have somebody go, no, this is what really applies to you mm-hmm. in your particular situation. And acknowledge that everybody's situation is an individual journey and it's like there yes there's some generalities and that's a lot of what we discuss here on the financial health and wealth show is here's how in general these ideas work Mm -hmm. and then so at least it can help you go where do i start or what's the first question i'm going to ask that's a wonderful thing and a very freeing thing it is and you might again might not even know the questions Mm -hmm. that's why we ask a lot of questions when we meet with people because we know the questions right and we know what is what's good to ask about and find out about and get you thinking about. Right. And we are going to cover the concept of understanding Social Security today, but you do have a Social Security at the time that we're recording this show, speaking to, if anybody's listening to us as a podcast. You do have one of your webinars coming up specifically We do. On this we topic, have one though. this Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is October 17th here in the year of 2023. Correct. So again, depending on what year future. you're right. listening to <laughs> this on. Uh, but the, So you're welcome. To, if you want to do a, a bigger dive into Social Security, Security. We're going to be covering Medicare and Social Security in a webinar with two different experts on the topics on Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. And you can register for that webinar at clearstepfinancial.com slash events. Mm-hmm. Also on our website, if you do want to book your complimentary consultation here and get that done before the fall is over and before the holidays, there's a yes. lot of things I want to get done before the holidays so that I can just feel, breathe a little bit more than throughout that end of year time. Right. And I wanted to have that conversation. I think a lot of uh, my solopreneur uh, counterparts out there were like, do I want to do things slightly different as I move into the new year? Mm. So it's also kind of setting well, it depends myself on up if for you that. want the same as you had this year or not, right? Or if I want better or right. different. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Right. Do you want the same as what you had this year or different? Mm-hmm. And if you want different, like my husband, and I just had conversations about that. There's some changes we want to make because we want some things to change in certain right. areas. So we said, so we gotta we gotta start changing that now because otherwise next year we're gonna be in the same situation this Fair time. Enough. So yeah, lots of reasons. Lots to set of good up reasons. That so you can yeah, you can do that also on the website clearstepfinancial.com/slash/my-talk. Yes, and if you want to call, you can also call six five one six zero 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 eight five five. That's six five one. Six zero 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 eight five five, and we'll remind everyone about all of that contact information throughout the show today. Sure, yes. So, why Social Security? Uh, we do talk about it once or twice throughout the year, usually, right. because just because it is an ongoing topic uh, that's important in a lot of people's lives, and especially more. I mean, we have a third of our population, which are baby boomers, which are all either already drawing or about to draw or deciding when they're going to draw. And even if you're not a baby boomer, like you said, Shannon, mm-hmm. sometimes we still think about some of those right. things or we want to know when the time comes, maybe what should I look to do? Or right. What should I be thinking about? How so can I, think, I maximize things? Right. right. And so I think it's a great conversation and it's always fun. I think it's fun to talk a little bit about the history, just about to put it into perspective because it really, it, it really is rooted in the civil war. Okay. And it was a, a way for then 
people that, you know, the soldiers and things to be able to support them and their families, especially if they were injured or disabled. That's really how it started. Right. Then as you were a Civil War veteran and you were older, it was also something that they would give those those people. So it's interesting. But as late as 1999, there were still Civil War widows drawing on that system because you can imagine those those men that as they would age there would be young women that i don't know if it was right uh, you know um that match made right or it was a little different back then right right, exactly right right but but those age disparities were a lot less right (laughs) not not as sus as when we look at them now we're like what you doing so yeah exactly (laughs) right but uh, but I think that that's interesting. It's just an interesting tidbit that there were still civil civil war benefits being paid out in 1999. Wow. Mm-hmm. So which doesn't seem that now it seems maybe a little bit longer ago. But mm-hmm. um, but also one of the things that you mentioned before is that uh, when this system was set up, if we're talking about it from a historical standpoint, it was also based upon a, a totally different life expectancy. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of reasons why we might hear that the system is more stressed than when it was initially designed. Correct. Yeah. So that was so. Yeah. So the Civil War is the roots. And mm-hmm. then you fast forward to the 20s, 1920s. Yes. And then you have when FDR decided in the 30s. Right. You've got this time period where there was some economic struggle. Yes. And that was around the time of the Industrial Revolution where people had moved into the cities, right? Mm -hmm. And all this is important because prior to that, it wasn't as big a deal. People lived in multi-generational farms and things, and they they all supported each other. So this wasn't as big of an issue. When you had the Industrial Revolution and people flooded to the cities, then they were dependent on wages. Correct. And they didn't have their own way to make their right to grow their food and to sustain sustain, sustain themselves, themselves in the same ways mm-hmm. and they didn't have that multi-generational aspect either a lot of times and so they become they became a lot more isolated right. and that's when then they needed to find ways to empty out jobs of the older people right. and help them kind of transition into what became known then as retirement, retirement. Which was kind of foreign prior to that because people just would work and work and work and die at some point, right? Yes. So, and maybe the next generation would take over or overlap. There'd be some overlap. There'd be overlap Mm -hmm. on both ends of the generations, right? And so then they needed to open up these jobs and these positions for younger workers. So they had to find ways to help older workers again exit the workforce and still be able to live and and live, right? Right. How do you live when you're not making money if you're in the city then? Right. So well, as we go into break, when we come back, can we give a little bit more of that historical con- con- context? We are. We're exactly. going to talk about the very first person who started drawing Social Security. It's a good story. All right. Um, and then lots of other components on how does it impact you now today? And we can also take your calls. You can be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. Be right back with my friend Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. We appreciate you listening to us yeah. whenever and wherever is appropriate for you. Doesn't, you. doesn't anyone else hear that I'm blue song? Oh, it, it is. Says, no, I'm that good. is. No, it is. It it's a remix. Good. It's a, okay. It's a remix. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. you're not crazy. No. It sounds a lot it like is intentional. that blue song. It is. And so it is. A, it, they did use that as the inspiration. It is all good. I was going to say it's pretty 
much the same. It is, <laughs> and that was that was part of it. Like they actually completed this. Just a little, a little fun fact. So BB Rexa, uh, who is the vocalist on that wonderful singer, BB Rexa and David Guetta had actually done that a couple of years ago, and it was just sitting in his hopper. Oh, really? You know, it was sitting How in his funny. hopper, and then a little bit before New Year's. They ended up dropping it. So it was okay. sitting around waiting. So, yes, you are correct. You are not. that It is intentional. Oh, funny. It is that. <laughs> it is. There's it is unashamedly that song <laughs> with new words there on top of it. Yes. Nobody's trying to hide it. No, there's no curtain there. <laughs> no. There's no. Okay. They're like, hey, look what we made. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So we won't worry. Like in a year, it won't all of a sudden be one of those copyright lawsuits yeah. where it's yeah. like you you sound surprising like us. No, we know. And they paid yeah. for the rights. Oh, and they know. Go. Yeah. So they st- they did not steal it. They copied it. So this is all good. So Wonderful. but thank you for noticing. And I'm glad yeah. that you brought that up. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think that goes slightly back into the conversation as we began mm-hmm. about are there silly questions? Is it this? It, you know, no, you know, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. there is no reason for you as my financial advisor to know to go down the music Colleges rabbit hole <laughs> that I just took you on yeah. because I'm the music DJ. Yes. Of course, I'm going to know more about David Guetta and yes. and BB Rexa. And I'm not like Cassandra. Why don't you why know you who BB Rexa is? That kind of thing. <laughs> and so, and that's the way we have to remind our uh, all of our listeners. If you don't know a thing or you know enough to be dangerous or mm-hmm. enough to be curious, mm-hmm. I like that better than dangerous, enough to be curious, yeah. it's fair to go, I'm going to pick somebody that's an expert in this right. field that can demystify it for me. And yes. that's what you do with Clear Step Financial. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do with Social Security today. Right. And so we, we, we went down the hole and you had already brought it up, Shannon, about how the life expectancy was very different when Social Security first was designed as versus today right and it was in fact um when fdr when it came about in the mid-30s they franklin delano roosevelt everybody out there who doesn't know initials so it's all good yes Mm -hmm. yeah they the life expectancy when they were saying okay people will start drawing most of them at 65 most people were not expected to live to 65 right like a lot of people just didn't Mm -hmm. and so they really didn't expect it to be utilized as much as it was and that's partly, like you said, partly why there's a strain, partly why they borrowed from it a lot. Right. Uh, because they they're like, think, we won't need it. Right. We can like, use it, it for other matter. stuff. It doesn't matter. It wasn't prioritized at right. that point. Right. So, but here's where, the, here's where the fun story comes in with the very first person who collected. You can Google her. I know we've talked about her before. Ida Mae Fuller mm-hmm. from Vermont. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, they mailed her the check. She didn't get direct deposit, right? Right. Because <laughs> so, we didn't do that back then. Right. 1940, right? right? Mm-hmm. So she gets her check. She had contributed $24.75 over the course of two years. Yes. From 37 to 39, right? So she gets her first check for $22.54. And that woman, she lived to be 100. Wow. She was like, she broke the mold, was one of those outliers. (laughs) Yes. She collected over $22,000. So I'm sure that the Social Security Administration, even back then, was like, Maybe we didn't think this through. Right. I know. <laughs> As they keep sending her checks every month, right? right? They're like, huh. Okay. That was not a great investment on our part. <laughs> right. right. And now we're so, to the point that that's happening on a regular well, basis. So life like. expectancy, right, mm-hmm. as we all know, has, has increased, or as, as we a lot of us know, right, has increased substantially. Right. So now we've got centenarians, so many more people that are reaching age 100 and living into their hundreds. Yes. And it's more common. And so right. that's why I think Social Security, too, is one of those topics that 
when do you draw? Right. Um, but it's but there's also not a perfect answer. Right. So you look at the system, um, and today there are 2.8 people paying in for every one person that is collecting. Okay. Back when it started, there were 16 people okay. paying in for every one person. Okay. You people need to have more kids. <laughs> I say this all the time. I'm like, there's some things we need to come up with another strategy because we cannot we cannot make babies ourselves out of some of these scenarios. Can't make them fast we can't enough. make enough babies um, to correct this. No. Mm-hmm. And so but but some things to note to keep in perspective too is that um that there's a lot of things that have changed, right? right? The bottom line, though, is that today we have a third of our population that is drawing on Social Security, and we've never seen that before. Right. So we don't know what's going to happen or what's going to change in the future. 120 years ago, if you look back to 1900, there were a lot of people that had pensions to um, then they could rely maybe on some Social Security and so forth once that was around in the 40s. Right. Right. So people had and then they'd have some of their own savings. And nowadays people a lot of times don't have pensions. Yes. I mean, the majority of people we talk to probably don't have pensions, but there are still some that do. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great piece of the puzzle if you do have that. But if you don't, it's still possible to retire. You just want to make sure that you're, you're planning and you've got to have all your ducks in a row to right. make sure that you're all set. Mm-hmm. So where does Social Security come from? I think this is an interesting um, tidbit, too. Well, we all I think most of us realize when you see your paycheck, right? Yes. It comes from us, right? right exactly. So it does come from us. It also comes from if you are getting your Social Security and you see the gross and then you see the net amount. Yes. You're also potentially, depending on your income, being taxed on your benefits. Right. So it also comes from taxation on benefits. And then there's also some interest in um, on the assets. So those are the three areas that Social Security comes from. Right. So when we're talking about the way that goes for the solopreneurs out there, like myself, the people who are those uh, 1099 receivers yep. and such, since we don't have a num- a normal like uh, paycheck or pay stub where we can see that, how do they calculate it for everyone who doesn't get those standard? Right. Things? When you are doing your taxes, then if you're 1099, you will be paying both sides. So when you're an employee, a mm-hmm. W-2 employee, you pay the 6.2% of social security tax and then your employer pays that other half right when you're self-employed you pay that full amount right so you're paying the 12.4 percent social security tax mm-hmm. and that's all coming out of your 1099 your taxable income whatever your right you know, amount is right so there's still that opportunity as we're getting into the conversation about how do you check it how do you make sure that enough is going in there what your what your benefits will be there is still the the government is still making sure the Social Security Administration they're still making sure that that my portion of that is in there for me as well, even right. though I'm not in that standard. Right. Even though situation. you might be not um, in a W-2 position. Absolutely. And that's partly why we do encourage people to because they, they used to send out statements every year. Right. That when they first kind of came out with the statements. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was that? 20 years ago. I don't even right. remember. Right. And and then they realized, okay, this is silly. Not everyone needs a statement every year. You can log on, though. You can yes. go online, and you can go to your social ssa.gov. Yes. And if you haven't created a login, you can. And it's mm-hmm. pretty easy. You just need your own information, right, right, to do it. And so once you get in, it's good to just double-check that all of your all of your income is being recorded accurately. Right. And we're going to get into how do you qualify. We're going to get into some of those components here when we come back. But that's where you can you can see 
that your benefits or that I should say that your income is being recorded accurately. And we'll talk about why that's important. Right. I also want to remind you, you can always go to clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk. If you're ready to set up that complimentary consultation, it's a good way just to go. You know what? I need to just get the lay of the land as far as my financial health and my financial wealth uh, uh, wellness journey goes. So we encourage you to do that. We also encourage you to give them a call if you feel more comfortable doing that. That's 651-600-0855. We're going to continue the conversation on understanding Social Security with my good friend, Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial. When we return, you're listening to My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast if you go to MyTalk1071.com. Use that keyword health and wealth. I'm Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier, our friend from ClearStep Financial. We've been talking about understanding Social Security. If you have a particular question, you can also be part of the show by calling us at 651-641-1071. All right, so let's continue the conversation about Social Security. How is it calculated? Yes. That's a good thing to know. So that's why we encourage people to go to ssa.gov and yes. log on. Make sure that you see that all of your years, especially the ones from mid to late career, if you're working, right? Because okay. a lot of times those are the higher income earning years. Not always. Yes. But if they are for you, you definitely want to be checking it and verifying that it's being recorded because this is how it works. So you need to have at least 40 quarters. 40 quarters. To qualify. Okay. That's just basically to get in the door of Social yes. Security, right? To get yes. something. Um, so 10 years, right? doesn't mm-hmm. have to be consecutive, but you have to have 40 quarters. So yes. 10 years of working and paying into the Social Security system. Beyond that, if you want to increase, right, the way that your your payment is calculated to increase beyond that, then they look at your top 35 income earning years. Okay. And that's, again, why those highest income earning years, whenever they are for you, you want to make sure that those are being counted. Right. Because you don't want to have gaps where I've seen people have gaps of like three years even where they have nothing recorded and it's it's like, you know, some of their higher income earning years. You, okay. you want to make sure that that is being recorded or go to HR, go to whoever you need to talk to to do some troubleshooting to make sure that that those are, you know, do your best to try and get it fixed if possible. Right. And I do see, because I did pull up their website while we were in break, it is a pretty easy to navigate uh, things here. And I do actually see check your status, how you would appeal, those right. kind of status things. So yep. it does seem like it's trying to be very intuitive for anybody that goes to ssa.gov. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there are also, if you have questions, there are uh, places that you can go. There's social security offices that you can go to um, and actually talk to someone in person. Right. So, and and there's a number of different questions you might have or scenarios that you may qualify for. And we're going to talk through um, some of those, but ultimately if you have specific questions about what you may or may not have for benefits, that may be your best route is actually either getting on the phone. Like we actually make phone calls with people sometimes if, if there's a, a situation where it's complex and we just we want to try and call and get the right answers. We'll do a three way call to the Social Security Administration with the person okay. and help ask the right questions to get the information with them. Right. Um, or you can again, you can go book a time and go 
talk to someone face to face as well. And it probably helps if you've had that consultation with our, our friends over at ClearStep. You can help provide them, like even probably print out here. Start yeah. with these questions and then right. go through this. Ask them yeah. this. Ask them about this. Because things can be complex, especially if you were married and divorced um, or if you're widowed and you're um, 60 or older, you may have widow benefits. So there's a number of different scenarios where you want to find out some of your options to be able to make the the right educated decision. Right. So when you when you when you turn 60, you do start to get statements every year before that. They send them out about every five years. And that's why if you think, gosh, I haven't had a statement in a while. If you're not 60 yet, you probably haven't seen it for a little while. Right. Um, so so keep that in mind. But like I said, you can always pull a PDF down, you know, print it off from, from the Social Security website. Yes. So you can draw as early as 62. I think most people know that. Unless, again, unless you're a widower, widower, mm-hmm. or disabled. Okay. Right? And we're yes. not going to get into the, to the disabled side of the conversation because that's kind of a whole other um, side. Right? right. But we're going to talk about more if you get to the age Time frame, um, or if you're a widower, widower. Yes. Because that kicks in at 60. If you have lost your spouse, that would kick in at age 60. And sometimes there are strategies you can use to look at if you're going to draw your widow benefits or your own benefits. There are ways to, to look at those two options. Because you can't combine them, right? You can't combine. You can only draw one or the other. Okay. But you would, you potentially could take your widow benefits initially, maybe, and then switch over to your own if those would Later. be greater at one point. Okay. Um, but you're not, yeah. So there are there are some options you have there. That's again, that's why we we try to get the information with people. Okay. What are the numbers? What mm-hmm. do the numbers look like? Because then we can make we can put that all out and say, okay, this would be a good strategy then for you, right? Because it might extend your benefits. Yep. Okay. And and I think again, most people probably know too that seventy age seventy is the is the highest they get. They don't mm-hmm. they don't go grow any further beyond age seventy. So okay. if you're seventy or seventy one and you're not drawing your benefits, you probably you may want to. You, well, we can't blanketly say you should be, but we you, you may, may want, want to, to mm-hmm. right? So because there's not any more growth, growth. that you're going to see there. Um, and then spousal benefits. So as a rule, spousal benefits. So if you're married at the time. Your spousal benefits would be half of your spouse's full retirement age benefit. Okay. Again, some of this st- starts to get confusing because they look at when you, you would have to know what your spouse's full retirement age is because it goes by when you're born, what year you're born. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, so let's say, for example, if it's 66 and four months. Yes. So you would look at their social security benefit at that age for simple math, let's say it's $2,000. And then that means that your spousal benefit would be $1,000. Okay. So that's, so that's, that's how that's, they calculate spousal benefits. They, but your spouse, the, the spouse that you're looking at, they still get their benefits they on still, their own. So you're not taking from correct. their benefit. Okay. It doesn't impact their benefit. So if, if this is a married couple where one spouse is, get, is, is collecting $2,000 and the other spouse is their highest benefit would be the spousal benefit. Yes. Because if their own benefit would be 1500 then they would not draw their spousal benefit. They'll they would draw, draw their, their own, own benefit. But they did make a new rule now that the spouse who has the higher earning, the higher Social Security, if the other spouse wants to draw a spousal benefit off of it, that spouse of the higher Social Security has to be drawing as well. Oh, okay. Or you cannot draw off their benefit. So you can't go, well, I've, uh, the, the spouse... 
the spouse who would be drawing the benefit if they're like a little bit closer to retirement, like they're going to they're going to start retirement early and the other person's going to keep working. It's like, no, you both have to draw. You yes. Well, okay. if you if you want if the spouse wants to draw on spousal benefits, they the other spouse has to be drawing to do that. OK, that didn't used to be the case. Mm-hmm. It is now, though. So so, so you're I mean, like, we're in this together, honey. <laughs> we're in this together. Now, now, if you are divorced and you were married, um, that's a whole nother ball game. Then you ha- if because you you still could draw off of an ex spouse if their socials if your spousal benefits from that ex spouse again are greater than your own benefits. Okay, but you had to have been married ten years to that person. Yes, to be able to do that, and you cannot be married to someone else currently at that moment fair enough okay so so you so now there are scenarios too where sometimes people say well i was married twice or a couple times for 10 years so how do i pick well then you would go with the higher one right <laughs> it's not chronological right so no, it's not okay you would be able to pick you would be able to look at which one would have the higher potential spousal benefit but again your own benefit even in those situations may be greater than what your spousal benefit would be right and just like in the case of a married couple it doesn't impact your ex-spouse's benefits right in that case so they can't get mad at you that you're like doing no this. no okay. it's just how they calculate it but it does not impact the ex-spouse at all um so there's there's so many different we laugh because there's a lot of that. yes exactly so it's but like put this, this piece in but then that yes mm-hmm. fair enough it's like you're choose your own adventure but you're like i have to go back two pages go back two yeah. pages i don't like the choice i made let's That's see what it. happens if i do this next one fair kind enough of, kind yes. of like mm-hmm. that um so depending on, though, when your full retirement age is, if you decide to draw it early, early quotes, you know, being at, at 62, because that's yes. under normal circumstances, that's the earliest you would draw if you're not a widower, widower, right? Um, there could be as much as a 30% decrease from what your full retirement age amount would be. Okay. So they kind of look at the start with your full retirement age number. Yes. And then whenever that is, whatever age that is, then they then they decrease it each year down to 62. Okay. And then they increase it by 8% every year up to 70. 70. Okay. So there's, but they kind of use that as a baseline, your full retirement age. Right. Just like they use that for spousal benefits. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts. I see a lot of charts over there on your side of the mm. studio. <laughs> so, and I'm like, I'm glad you have the charts. Yeah. So I do seminars, right? I do right. different seminars on social security and we go through so many information, which we don't have time right. to get to all in one day. Right. One class. That's here. why you do a seminar. <laughs> that's right. Do, exactly. But that's why too, people could go onto the webinar that we have Tuesday to get some additional information and you can you can register for that at uh, clearstepfinancial.com slash events. Right. We also, again, we also have our Women in Investing one in November. Yes. So if that one is of more interest than Social Security and Medicare, you can register for that one at the same Or additional place. interest if you're like me. Or I'm additional. like, I need to know it all. I want it all. <laughs> right. Give it all to me. So we have one more segment when we come back. So I know we have a lot to unspool, but what should we wrap up on? We're going to talk about a couple of fun celebrity examples on Social Security and how that works and right. how it might work for your situation. And a few more tidbits. Right. You can also be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. 
Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. We always appreciate our MyTalkers calling in and getting their question into the room. That number is 651-641-1071. I am Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier, our financial advisor and branch manager from ClearStep Financial. I feel like branch manager just doesn't give you enough gravitas. I still think we should workshop a new All right, chief guru that. of that. We'll work it Ooh. out. Oh, we'll work it out. Chief guru of, fin- of finances. That has potential. Yes, I like it. Yes, I like it. Uh, but as I said, we do appreciate you being part of the show. So we are going to get to some celebrity examples and walk through that. But before we do that, we're going to go to the phones. So thank you very much for calling the show, Linda. Linda, what is your question for Cassandra from ClearStep Financial, Linda? Uh, my question is, I understand that growth stops at age 70 on your fund. But does that um, amount of m- money still draw a minimal interest rate um, just because it's in an account. So I think so, but let me make sure that we're talking about the same thing. So when I said Mm -hmm. that what it stops, what I, what I mean by that is what amount you would get paid social, your social security benefits, right? When they tell you you'll receive $2,000 at full retirement age, or you'll receive $2,800 at age 70 what I mean by that is that oh, the payments, the way they calculate it, it won't grow anymore beyond age 70. Now, you could still see some COLAs, right? Some cost of some cost of living increases. So you'd see some potential slight increases over time. But there's no, what I'm trying to explain is there's no benefit to waiting past age 70 to draw it because your benefits kind of, then they go flat in a sense, except for those COLA increases after 70. So on my side as the layman, let me see if this is what, what you mean. So since they use a certain amount of time as you work to determine what your payments would be when they come back to you, there's no general reason for you to continue not drawing because your payment total payment that you could get each month is not going to increase even if you're making more money, right? Mm -hmm. So you might as well start drawing because it's saving it and saving or pushing off taking that, that, that payment isn't going to go up. You're not making it. Oh, well I'll get $2,500 instead of $2,000 if I hold off a little while. Right. And that's so, but that's a, this is totally separate. So when you talk about maybe you have some retirement money, Linda, or other monies that you have saved, that's totally different. Right. That, wherever you have it positioned, can continue to grow beyond age 70. That can continue to grow wherever it's at based on how it's invested or where it's positioned. That has no bearing on your Social Security. Does that make sense? Yes. And sometime during the show, are you going to cover how much I can make during when I'm drawing? So I actually can tell you as of 2023... The maximum benefit at age 62 is $2,572. So if, if someone draws it early, that's the most they'd be able to draw. And at full retirement age, as of this year in 2023, the maximum benefit is $3,627. At age 70, the maximum benefit this year is $4,555. Right. So those are the maximum benefits. Um that are available as of this year if someone was at the very top of their earnings. Um, Just to kind of dovetail onto Linda's question, does her other investments and the other things she has to uh, support her during um, Social Security, when do the, the, the amount of those impact her Social Security? 
So it's not necessarily the balance of those mm-hmm. at, at this time, right. though they may change that at some point. It's not necessarily the balance that could potentially have an impact, but it's how much she may be drawing from certain buckets that would be considered taxable income, things that are like tax deferred, like if it's an IRA or if it's uh, 401k monies mm-hmm. or then it rolled into an IRA, right? Now a Roth, there's certain things, again, we, this is why I do like a, a full seminar, a, a full seminar mm-hmm. on this information because we go through all the different things that don't count yes. against your Social Security being taxed. Right. Because once you're beyond your full retirement age, you can earn or you can draw and have it taxable income as much as you want. But some or a good a portion of your Social Security will be taxed, at least. Remember, we talked okay. about where do the Social Security benefits come from? One of them is from taxes on current benefits. Right. And that has to do with people when they're earning a certain amount or more of taxable income and they're drawing Social Security. Some of their Social Security or a good portion of it could be taxed. Right. So does that kind of hit uh, a number of the questions you had, Linda? Yeah. Yeah, and we and we also encourage you to go to clearstepfinancial.com slash events and sign up for that uh, Social Security uh, webinar that's coming up this upcoming Tuesday because it'll give Cassandra and her team uh, a lot more time to do some deep dives into some uh, uh, more into this conversation. Does that help, Linda? Thank you. Thanks. We really appreciate you you calling. calling. Thanks. Thank you, Linda. So we have a few more minutes to go through. I know we promised some celebrity um, case study scenarios here. So one of them is Lisa Marie Presley. Mm-hmm. Some of you may have heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was married four times. And that's why I think this is an interesting case study. Plus, she's also uh, of age where she would be able to collect, right? Yes. So, however, though, of the four marriages, only one of them was 10 years or more. And so in this case, it would be the men that would be able, the one that, you know, her, her last husband would be able to draw on her benefits in this case. Okay. But um, I know she's married to Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage, right? So they would not be able to draw because those were short marriages of two years. Right. So that, so, but her longest marriage, if they were like, okay, here's how much money she made during her lifetime, then she would be able to do it. So I'm trying to look through and see who she married to the longest. Do you have that over there? I don't have the person. Mm-hmm. I just know the last marriage she had was 10 years. It was more okay. than 10 years. So, so that person would be able to, now, John Lithgow. 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 Thank yes. you. Yes, because Lisa Marie, I mean, that was an interesting one, and may she rest in peace, and so I was curious to see what that last one was. Yeah. But John Lithgow, he's still with us. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So in his scenario there, then he was married twice. Well, he's still married to the, mm-hmm. well, at least a couple years ago he was. Right. Um. So he was married first for 14 years, then divorced. So that ex-spouse would be able to draw, if they're not married, again, if all the other uh, you know, circumstances fall into line with being allowed to. And then he was married and still married, at least, like I said, as of a couple of years ago. Yes. So if he's still married, then he would have two people that could potentially draw on his benefits, his ex-spouse plus his current spouse. Because one went from 66 to 80 and his current one, it appears when he got remarried in 81, it does appear that they are still together. So, okay, okay that makes sense. So then that's that's how that would work. And now that he, since we are presuming that he is, since he's 77, we're presuming that he is taking his benefit. We're, we're presuming. I didn't talk to him to right, verify exactly. that. Right, exactly. But we, you know, at the age that he's at, we kind of pretty much, think. you would think that he would do it because, yeah, as think. you just said to Linda, yeah, yeah he's not going to get any bigger payments, so you yeah. might as well get it now. Right. So, right. <laughs> if he's Fair listening enough. to the show, John, we, we hope would you're like drawing. to have you convert. We'd love to know for sure if you are. Yes. Uh, so anyway, right. So those are just a couple of of fun little scenarios of of uh, real people, real lives, right. celebrities out there. 
Um, so, and, but you know what? We all have our own story too. Yes. So your story, maybe it has some similarities to some of them. Maybe you've been married and divorced. Maybe you've been married a few times. Right. Uh, Maybe you're married now and you're trying to figure out some of the benefit stuff. Right. So we love to go through the scenarios with people. If you have any questions, feel free to go to clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk. We can set that up a a complimentary consultation. If you want to specifically address Social Security and questions that you have around that, let us know, because when we're going through and looking at your information, we will really hone in on that. Absolutely. Now, that is a piece, depending on people's age, that's a piece that we're looking at anyway. But yes. if that is really forefront in your mind, it helps to know because we can make sure we're we're really bringing that up and making it a point of discussion early on. And I do appreciate that. You know, you mentioned that you focus on where people are at the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're going, okay, I'm trying to maximize, you know, it, it, that's a that's a difficult conversation for some of us to go, well, I don't know what I'm focused on at mm-hmm. the time. So to be able to go, well, here are the options. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yes. And go, what's your next steps mm-hmm. on all of these things so that you can help go, oh, here's what I'm going to do as I move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know that we have a couple of minutes. So I do want to remind everybody about the webinars you have coming up. So specifically the one that's coming up as we are recording today, the one that's coming up on Tuesday, we have our social security, social security deep dive and for Medicare. everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're as- all going to bring Medicare in too, which is another important piece. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, I'm not an expert in Medicare. That is to me, that's a whole nother piece yes. that we rely on a number of different experts that we have. But if people have questions on Medicare, let us know because we do have a number of people that we can connect you with that can really give you wonderful information and guidance. Right. If you're getting close to 65, even if you're still working, there may be some action steps you may need to take or want to take because there could be potentially some penalties. Oh, if okay. certain things aren't Don't in order. Now, you may not have anything you need to do, but that's why I always recommend talk to the Medicare people because... If you're in a situation where there is some action that needs to be taken, even if you're still working, you want to do it because it'll avert some additional penalties in the future. And you said a number of those triggers happen when people turn 65. For Medicare. For Medicare. Correct. Okay. For Medicare. Now, if you're looking from a Social Security standpoint, um, if you are, you know, if you cross that 62 age, there's nothing you have to start doing at that point for okay. Social Security um, if you want to wait. Okay. There's plenty of reasons people draw at, quote, early at Social Security at at 62. There's plenty of reasons people don't. So if you want to have that conversation and kind of talk through it, just let us know. Right. And so we are going to have more information on that. Also remind you that that Women in Investing webinar is coming up as well. You can get all that information by going to clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk to set up that complimentary consultation or to go to clearstepfinancial.com slash events to go ahead and sign up. We'll see you next week and get this episode and previous episodes on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword health and wealth.